Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast dedicated to discipleship and putting scripture to use in our daily lives. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I'm the Communications Director for the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of approximately 1,000 churches in Kansas and Nebraska. As the title of this podcast suggests, I'm not ordained clergy, so what I share comes to you in layman's terms. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching the Bible to everyone from teens to 90-somethings, and I'm excited to share what Scripture has to say to us in today's society, and I love to tell stories of how people live their faith. Some episodes focus on a person or church doing great things to serve as the hands and feet of Christ. Some episodes include interviews with experts who can help us along our faith journey. And other episodes include some short reflections on Scripture. Thank you for joining me. I'm joined now by the Reverend Stephanie Hayes, pastor of the First United Methodist Church in Ord, Nebraska. I asked Stephanie to join us because I was I so enjoyed the way that she went about providing a worship experience for her congregation. It was a little different than a live stream or the recording of just a sermon. Stephanie, first, I want to welcome you to In Layman's Terms. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a joy to be here. I, I appreciate you taking the time to share your story with us. So let's just get started. Will you begin by telling our listeners what you did when you found out you couldn't gather your parishioners together as you would on most Sundays? Um, well, I think the first thing I did was just take a gigantic deep breath, <laughs> the very first thing, right? And then um, the way I process things is just by taking one step at a time. So I thought about worship, you know, and do, do I still gather a small group of people? Um, do I just do a, a message? Um, what do I do when I um, had discerned that we wouldn't, we wouldn't gather together to record pre-recorded worship and we weren't really set up to do Facebook Live. So the easiest thing for us to do right away and fastest um, was to do uh, pre-recorded things. And I had thought about just pre-recording my message um, and combining a couple of, of different hymns and things like that. Um, but um, through hearing the successes of some other folks, um, I started to reach out and um, connect with people in my congregation for them to send in recordings of themselves reading scripture and things like that so that it wouldn't just be like my face and my voice as a part of worship. So a lot of what you did uh, in a typical Sunday, you would have a liturgist or somebody who would read scripture and probably lead some kind of uh, responsive reading. Uh, so basically you did that same thing. You just had people recorded ahead of time. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so we, we modified a typical order of worship. Um, we still had, I called it, um, you know, our, our call to worship, our invitation to worship, right? Lord's Prayer, benedictions. Um, I just incorporated some people reading it. So the very first week, we had a second grader read the Lord's Prayer. We had a high school senior read scripture and a, th oh, a third or fourth grader um, give the benediction that week. Oh, wow. Uh, so, so you went young. <laughs> you went young with that first one, right? <laughs> well, adult, you know, I know that I, a lot of the adults in my congregations are um, hesitant to, to speak in worship anyways, and let alone, I thought, maybe recording themselves. And um, these kids I reached out to are great public speakers and volunteer for prayers all the time. So, Okay, so they had a little bit of a track record and they knew what they were doing. Yep. So these were just folks that I, I just want to give people a picture. 
it wasn't like these were super polished, you know, studio quality types of things. Uh, these were people that basically were using their, their iPhones or their Galaxy phones or whatever, their smartphone to record, correct? Exactly. And that's what I encouraged people. I said, all I want you to do is either like have someone record you or, you know, take a, like a, a selfie as long as it's, you know, pretty stable, no, no shaky camera. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just had people record on their phones and different and different, um, different brands did come in. I had iPhone, I had Android, all sorts of different operating systems. And so all those pieces came in, what kind of timeline were you working on and what kind of deadlines did you give people so you would have time to work with the materials once they came in? I gave myself, I gave myself the first week, especially about, about 48 hours because I didn't know how long things would take. And so the very first week I gave myself pretty much Saturday to process. And so I asked people to send stuff like late Thursday night or sometime on Friday, sort of at the latest. Um, now that I know my processing time, I can cut that a little bit closer, um, but, but gave myself 24 to 48 hours and also for people to get things in late too. Because life happens, right? It does happen. <laughs> especially, especially, especially in this day and age. So what are, what are you using to stitch these together? What kind of software are you talking about? So I have, I use, I, I do use an Apple platform. So I have an iPad. So I use iMovie. Okay. And so one of the things I've tried to get across to people is that people are going to give you some grace and they're not going to be uh, quite as critical probably on the quality of the video types of things right now because everybody understands that everybody is learning and doing something different. What really got me with your story when I heard about it was how you had used so many different people and were able to basically give the, the feeling that this is a congregation that's still together even though you're apart. Can you tell me a little bit about why that was important to you? Because uh, let's just face it, uh, as a pastor, you have a lot to do. And in a short amount of time, you had to learn how to do it differently and quickly. You could have just sat at the kitchen table and given your sermon and people would have thought that was just fine. Uh, you took it way more further than that uh, and really helped. So tell us a little bit about why it was so important to you to get other people involved. Sure. Um, and at first I did, at first I'll be, I will be honest and did think, Oh, this would be just so easy for me to record all by myself at the kitchen table, in and out. But then I started to think about all the people that were missing connection. And especially I thought about the kids and my seniors and the, oh, I'm going to tear up, the elementary kids who were with their siblings but missing all of their classmates. Um, and I remember just the, the joy, especially the younger ones have in elementary and high school, of seeing co the congregants and the congregants seeing them. And so I, I started off with that, just this beautiful value of, of yes, it's, it was a little bit more work than I anticipated. Now I'm in a rhythm, but a little bit more work for me. Um, but I've, I've gotten such great feedback from it. So after it was done, um, first videos up there, what, what platform are you posting it to? Is it on Facebook, YouTube? Where, where, where can people find it? Oh, sure. Great question. So, um, so when I started off, what I did was... Um, Ord First United Methodist Church has a YouTube page. And so I posted it, I posted the link to Ord's Facebook page. And I also serve a town nearby called Sargent, Sargent's page as well. Um, so at first I linked the YouTube videos. Um, what I discovered was throughout the week though, the, the post was getting lost because I was also doing daily devotionals on Facebook. And so what I do now is I still post on YouTube, but now I also post the video 
on each Facebook page so that people don't have to scroll all the way through. They can just go to the videos and look. Yes. And something that's very important that I want to make sure everybody understands too is it's important that you load the video to Facebook natively. And what that means is you actually upload the video to Facebook instead of just putting the link there. Uh, and the rationale for that is, yes, it takes more time because now you have to upload it a second time. But because of the way Facebook works, there's an algorithm that when it sees something posted natively, it moves it to the top of people's news feeds. Uh, whereas if you put a link, it, it actually doesn't move you at all. It leaves you there. And then, like you said, it can get lost amid all the other links uh, that go together. And so if you post the video, it, it naturally goes to the top of a person's news feed but it also then allows you to do exactly what you're talking about. People can go and click on the videos button on your page and it takes them right to it. So there's really two good reasons right there to, to post it natively, even though it may take a little more time. Internet connections is, are, is a big uh, consideration uh, for this kind of thing. A lot of our churches don't have an internet connection in their building, especially in smaller towns. Uh, did you look, do all your work you know, in, your, in your parsonage or your home? Or did you do it at the church? Where, where did you put all of it together? The putting it together and the uploading, anything that required internet was from my house. Because okay. I, I have a faster speed at my house than we do it at either church. Yeah. And, and the reason I asked that question is because I kind of suspected that might be the case. We have a lot of churches that they have an internet connection, but it is a bare bones kind of connection. Whereas those of us that have it in our home, we tend to have a little bit faster connection because that's where we watch streaming videos like a Hulu or a Netflix or, or something like that. You just don't do that at the church very normally. So um, whereas in the secular world, the business might have the faster connection than the house in the church world. It's usually a little different. Usually the house has a little bit better connection than the church. Uh, and I, I just wanted to point that out because I think that's important for people to understand. There's no shame in that. It's just, it is what it is. You do the job you need to do from where you need to do it to make it happen. And it sounds like that's what you did. So it's one thing to think through this and you have this idea. Uh, it's another thing when all the pieces come in and now you've got to start assembling it all. What was that feeling like that first day when all those pieces started to come to you? Um, the initial feeling was, oh, this is so beautiful because I, I got to hear their voices too. I didn't expect that personal reaction from me, how just beautiful it was to, to see my kiddos and the seniors and people's faces and hear their voices. Um, but immediately afterwards, it was, this is going to take so much longer than I thought it would to process. <laughs> yeah, so for me, giving myself the time in the past couple weeks has been a, a learning process. <laughs> But like you said, you kind of found your rhythm. After you've done it more than one time, you kind of get into, uh, you, you have a feeling of how it's all going to go. You didn't stick to the same people every week. I'm assuming each week these folks change. Right. Okay. So what, is, what has been the, the most rewarding thing about, about this process? The most rewarding thing has been hearing, has been hearing how impactful just seeing and hearing other voices from the congregation has been. So by far, right, more than, um, right, humbleness, more than the content of the message, right, more than anything. It's um, the fact that, oh, I got to see my friend's daughter or I got to see my friend. Um, one person uh, I just texted to ask to do for this week said, yes, we love seeing other people. We love that you're keeping us connected and um, want to be a part of that process. So I didn't anticipate how powerful seeing people and hearing their voices would be. 
And what kind of feedback are you getting? I mean, you said people enjoyed the connection, but you're doing so much more than that. I mean, it, it's an opportunity for a, a tr almost like a true worship experience because you would have different people up there each week. Um, it wouldn't just be you in the first place, right? So what, what's been the reaction from people from, uh, beyond the idea of just, oh, I can see somebody else? I mean, what kind of feedback are you getting from emails or texts from your parishioners? I mean, they, they, they love it. Um, they, they feel, they really feel like it's still worship, that it's, right, even though we're not congregating in person, it's not a physical congregation, I genuinely think they still feel that, that, that virtual connection, that virtual congregation. Um, and something I, I also did, which based on like different restrictions we were able to do, um, before firmer restrictions got in place, I gathered together our worship band for um, at the larger church for like two hours and recorded like 10 different hymns that I now plug in as well. So we just recorded as once. So people, people love that, that music, hearing, hearing their teacher sing, their coworker sing. Um, yeah, we're still a congregation, even though we're not congregating physically. That, that idea about the hymns is a great, uh, a great example. So you do like eight to 10 and then you can rotate through a couple of week and it's going to be a little while before you come across a repetition. So um, yeah. that gives another, another feel. Uh, something else I want to touch on before I let you go is, is the idea that you knew you couldn't live stream because you had limitations. And so you immediately decided to do the recording. And there are some, there are some pastors I've talked to over the last couple of weeks that their first email to me was talking about that scenario and they felt like it was kind of a, a, a defeat that they were, had to just do recordings instead of live streams. And I think the example, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on Stephanie is because I think it shows that it's not a, it's not a loss. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a win to get the message out there. However, it has to happen. And the fact that it's recorded truly doesn't matter as long as people know that that's coming so that they can be in anticipation of it and they can worship with their family. So I just wanted to say thank you for, uh, for sharing your story because I really think that that is probably the biggest message of all is this is an opportunity to get more people involved. It's an opportunity. It's, 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 a, it's a recording, but there's no shame in a recording. We need to get past the point of some churches can live stream and that's fantastic for them, but not everybody can. In fact, in the Great Plains, most of our churches can't. Uh, you have to have the internet connection, you have to have the equipment, I and mean, we're talking significant expenditures. Uh, so I think just thank you for being a great example in your congregation for being a great example of what other churches might be able to accomplish during such an odd time as this. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Is there, is there anything that you learned that you would do differently from the beginning that some others might learn from? Well, for, uh, the biggest thing for me was the, the, time, the, the time it took to compile and and um and process because i was also adding in because I, I i will i have had experience with imovie before like 10 years ago so adding in some of the the subtleties that i that i have experience with that you wouldn't have to do you could literally just drop everything in and and publish it but um just adding things in the processing on the back end uh, i'd forgotten how long that can take especially at the start right right and you did it all on an iPad, you said. I would say, yes, that's what I was going to lift up too. Everything, I haven't touched a computer once. Everything that people have done has been on their phone. And then I've sent to me and I've downloaded from my phone to my iPad 
I've used my phone and my iPad exclusively to process and upload as well. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I think, it's, I think it's pretty inspirational. I think it's a good example for other churches to take from. Things that you can do to incorporate people in your congregations when it seems like we're far apart, but really uh, with a little ingenuity, you can be right there with everybody else, just like we do in worship on Sundays. Uh, I think what you shared will be very helpful with some of our pastors who are trying to find new and creative ways to provide a holy moment of worship for people who join together by Christ but are worshiping apart because of the pandemic. So that's all the time we have for now for this episode. So I just want to ask you to please join me again next time for more stories from the Great Plains Conference. In Layman's Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. And please, if you feel so inclined, share us on Facebook or other social media. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with FirstCom Music. You can find archived podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the conference website, greatplainsumc.org podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tcypher at greatplainsumc.org and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.